Welcome to The Bill Walton Show, featuring conversations with leaders, entrepreneurs, artists and thinkers. Fresh perspectives on money, culture, politics and human flourishing. Interesting people, interesting things. Welcome to The Bill Walton Show. I'm Bill Walton. Uh, this show, I guess I would term an audible. We were in the middle of a team meeting this morning via Zoom, talking about this, that, and the other. And we were talking about a list of horribles that my friend uh, Paul Teller put together. Paul worked for Mike Pence and still works for Mike Pence and his, uh, and his new foundation. And anyway, it's a list of all the actions that the Biden administration has taken in the first four months. And I think, as Paul calls it, the horribles is a, is a pretty good name for the list. And we started going on. I said, well, look, somebody said, well, look, why don't we just turn this into a show? Because we've all got a pretty strong opinion about what's happening. Uh, I'm on with Frank uh, Wazeter, uh, Rich McFadden, uh, Brian McNichol, and, and Greg Columbus uh, on our team. And uh, Frank, why don't you kick it off? You got a piece of mail that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So. You know, uh, about a you know couple weeks ago or so, got uh, this letter from you know the White House sent through, you know the IRS, and you know fundamentally it starts off you know without you know my fellow American you know on March 11th I signed into law the American Rescue Plan, and it's you know a letter that's all you know just just goes on for a page, you know that's saying how how great you know Biden is and you know hey you know I I did this thing for you and I got it all out and. Uh, you should thank me and it's you know all nice and signed you know with joe and you know they kind of just sent this letter out totally separate you know with uh, the nice letterhead of the irs so that you, you made sure to freak out and open it thinking you know maybe there's something wrong or you know why is the irs sending me a piece of mail you always open your mail from the irs i i don't understand <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's, that's the only official uh, avenue of communication they have with you that they'll tell you. They won't call. They won't do anything. They'll send you a letter. So, you, you know, you open the letter like a, going into it, and uh, it's just a, a campaign so, advertisement for Joe saying you should be so, so grateful. So what did Lunch Bucket Joe have to say to you? Well, you know, he just said that uh, he sent me direct payments of 1400 per person. And uh, with the direct payment of $600 from December that uh, came from the prior administration, but he doesn't mention that, this brings the total relief payment that I've given you to, to $2,000. And this fulfills a promise I made to you during my campaign that I will get help to millions of Americans. And I am pleased to inform you that because of this, a direct payment of 2,800 total, because it was me and my wife, was issued to you by paper check or debit card. And then, you know, more, it's like, you know, you could find out more like you might, you know, there might be other things like child tax credit, so on and so forth, which actually probably is, you know, useful, admittedly, like that's probably the only paragraph that really matters. Maybe there's something else that I could take advantage of. Um, but it concludes with when I took office, I promised the American people that help was on the way. The American Rescue Plan makes good on that promise. This bill was passed to provide emergency relief to millions of Americans, and I want to make sure that you receive all the benefits that you are entitled to. It's been a long, hard, trying time for our nation, but I believe brighter days are ahead. We're on the path to vaccinating the nation. Our economy is on the mend, and our children will be back in school. I truly believe that there is nothing we can't do as a nation as long as we do it together. 
I, you know, I do agree I'm, with that I'm, last I'm, sentence. I'm, I'm, but... we're, we're all inspired. Did anybody else get this letter? No, not that I know of. <laughs> I've never gotten a letter from the government promising me money. It seems to go the other direction in my case. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts, guys? Brian, Greg, Rich, reactions? Well, I think that uh, you know there was a lot of complaints that uh, Trump wanted his signature on the on the checks. Remember in the first round uh, back in the spring of uh, 2020. So uh, I assume this is more expensive because the checks were going to go out anyway back then. This time it's just a hey, don't forget uh, who to thank for this. So um, this it's uh, make sure make sure you thank the politician who gave you the money. Uh, from a conservative standpoint, I don't really love uh, politicians sending me money because they're going to want something else in return. Uh, but uh, I think that's probably what we're seeing here. Right. You're talking about, you know, this is you're using government resources to, for to essentially to pat yourself on the back. Right. You know, which is, you know, it, it's not a huge thing, but the cost of producing that letter is probably about 20, 25 cents per letter from dropping the it, bucket. It, what are you complaining it. about? We have trillions of dollars to spend. You guys are amazing. It's only $20 million. That's nothing. <laughs> and if it's so good, why do you need to be hyping it, right? Why do you need these extra letters? Well, I think we're, we're concluding is this is more of the same. Trump probably would have done the same thing had they let him get away with it. So yep. maybe this is a bipartisan abuse of, uh, of government power. Uh, but what's, you know, the, anybody got anything specific they want to talk about? I mean, with, with Biden, we've got an executive order you know, every other day, it seems, and he's done a lot to reverse immigration policy. I'd like uh, President Biden to stop telling my brown skid coffee color skin kids that their white father is obviously a racist and holds them back from being everything that they can be in life. I assure you, Lunch Bucket Joe, my daughter knows that she can achieve anything she wants in life, and so does my son. What's your daughter's, you what's your daughter, what, what, are your, what are your kids' profiles? Uh, my wife is Colombian. Both yeah. of my kids have beautiful coffee-colored skin, and according to the government, they can only get so far in life without the government's help. So, you know, because me, white guy, but voter ID is way beyond their reach, right? Yes, exactly. They 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 will not know how to get a license without the government. They will not be able to get a job. My daughter is incapable of earning equal pay because she just doesn't know how to ask for it. All of the things that I'm incapable of teaching them, Lunch Bucket Joe is going to teach them. That is my target issue. Cancel culture and wokeness are my target issues because it affects my kids in their school system down at the local level and being supported all the way up from the White House. Well, so you know, I, uh, that's number one for me. Well, yeah, I think it's number one for me, too. I, I, I thought Obama was the most divisive president in American history, but... Biden's 10 times worse. I mean, he's piling on all the stuff that's happened. It's, this you know, tribalism is, is dangerous. It's we're all yeah. being separated into our little tribes and we're being pitted against each other. Uh, they're making uh, cowboys and Indians. You got the good guys and the bad guys. And the government likes to uh, divide and conquer. And that's exactly what they're doing. Well, I'm gonna the yeah, go ahead, Greg. Sorry. I was going to say the difference is that Obama was in many ways, leading that parade and knew the parade route. Uh, Joe Biden is getting shoved to the front of the parade and has no idea where it's going. <laughs> well, you know, he, he has many days. He has two or three days a week where they have to cancel the rest of the day's schedule around mid-morning because he's not up to it. 
I mean, this 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 guy is not only. Oh, it's totally care. weekend at Biden's for sure. Well, yeah. here, here's the problem with that. So, and if you look at all these, uh, the Paul Teller's list and the executive orders and so forth, is you know what what they are heralding is a return to government bureaucrats know best, right? So one of the things said, uh, uh, you know, we've returned to the Paris Accords, right? Which we're the only country in the world that was meeting the Paris Accord emission requirements, right? We were just out of out of having to pay for other people to do stuff, right? We were just down to taking care of ourselves because we were outside the accords. Now we've gone back and agreed to pay for other people's problems, even though we are doing our part and China doesn't even have to start on this until what, 2035 or 24 or 24. The other thing is, <clears throat> so they have gone back, you know, they're one of those executive orders in there says, they go back to the practice of agency employees who are not political appointees making and finalizing regulations. Uh, you know, to me as a conservative, but I think as an, an American, you know, the people we elected are the people responsible for the policies we have to live by. So if you say, okay, unelected bureaucrats can make policy, I mean, that's a lot of what you had in the during the Trump administration. One of the big problems was you had unelected people burrowed into the government working against the aims of the administration. If we vote for Trump or we vote for Biden or whoever it is, their people ought to be able to carry out their policy. And so what you have now is saying, oh, no, we're going to go back to this permanent class of Mandarin bureaucrats to make the rules for everyone. And that's, that is a formula for disaster because it's like, and I'll give you just one example is uh, Fauci, right? Fauci gets in this debate with Rand Paul. We've all seen the video where he says, you know, uh, you keep talking about this being a liberty issue. This is a public health issue, okay? Well, you know, it's a public health issue, but but it is very much a liberty issue, right? And you can't have, you know, a lot of what happened, the problems with COVID response was that public health, you know, hysteria was put in front of, uh, you know, other objectives, like maintaining the economy, keeping kids in schools, and a, a, a vast array of other health concerns. So the deep state's getting worse. That's your number one issue, uh, and it's getting just so enveloping. And Rich, you're, you got your what's your uh, uh, Frank? The reason we got on this call is you you were pretty excited about uh, uh, Biden's tax proposal. Oh yeah, I've been extraordinarily excited for it. So you know, look, I I, I try my best in life to 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 kind of meander both sides of the aisle, try to try to try to read the perspective that both sides are coming from, because I believe that truth is somewhere in the middle. It's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. In this I, case, I, you're I, wrong. <laughs> that's true. I, I've, I've been discovering that, There's you know, no. Remember, I, used to call, I, I used to call this show com, on common ground <laughs> until I figured out and learned after much searching, there was no common ground. <laughs> See, I think that's why I like the show so much is that it kind of, you know, sooner or later you start to realize this and you're like, wow, son of a gun. But, you know, so. Anyway, so tax code, reading, tax code. Tell yeah, us about tax it. codes. It, it's the worst thing that uh, worst tax proposal ever, because it's the highest tax rate that has uh, occurred since 1941, when we went into World War II, when it was we need to put all of our resources into beating Nazis, okay, into fighting a global conflict that requires the entire generation to go fight a war on foreign soil. This is the last time that 
the tax rate would be matched what Biden is proposing. And fundamentally, the problem with it isn't even necessarily saying, hey, we need to tax uh, more rich people, which is billed as, uh, in order to get more money out of them. Um, it's saying, basically the government saying is that you shouldn't make, because you combine this with the $15 minimum wage, which, you know, good idea, everything like that. It says the government's basically saying you shouldn't make any money below this line. This is the living standard. You should not make below this line, which, you know, we say, hey, we're reasonable humans. We agree with that. Problem is that with the tax code, they say you should not make above this line because we're going to take most of it from you. So that says the government's saying you should make only between these margins. This is the acceptable like uh, societal amount of income. And it kind of comes back to saying, you know, we, we know better than you what uh, your life should be like, how much money you should be making and like what you should be incentivized to do. And fundamentally, what's so insulting about that is that that's not American. You know, like American, you know, being founded on the sense of being a democratic republic and being oriented around the concept of freedom and freedom, not meaning that you've got a better life necessarily, just that you have the right to choose for yourself, your path. That being freedom, sometimes, you know, you make a better well, decision. Sometimes you make a worse decision, but it's saying government knows best. Well, you know, I think it goes here. back to my my woke culture uh, yeah. thing. It's about it's all about equity. And no matter how hard you want to work or how hard you do work, it doesn't matter. Everybody should earn the same wage. So if you don't work and you sit on your butt, you should get paid by the government. If you do work at a minimum wage job, you should make a living wage. But if you happen to make more than that living wage, we should tax you so that these poor people can be paid the living wage. So everybody ends up, you're right, Frank, back in the middle. And it doesn't matter. You're disincentivizing hard work. And that's a problem. Why would yeah, anybody agree. It, it's sort of, it, 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 it's sort of like, Brian, let me jump in here. I got one analogy. Uh, it's sort of like we're all living in Section 8 housing. You know, the rules for Section 8 housing are that if you make below some number, I can't remember what it is, 17, 18, 20,000 a year, you get to stay in Section 8 housing. But the minute you make, you know, $100 more than that, you lose your housing. So what's your right. incentive? What's your incentive there? So it's kind of like we're all in, uh, yep. Yep. in Section 8 housing. Greg, you have a, you've got a hard out here. You've got to do another podcast. Uh, what What's your number one item? Yeah, it's interesting. And I think they, it works well with what we were just talking about. Mine is the uh, assault on, on religious liberty. Uh, some could uh, see the, the potential roots of that in, in government edicts as it related to, to worship during the pandemic. But I think it goes even deeper than that, because I think the, uh, the two prongs of socialism are one, what we just talked about, uh, the government taking more and more money and uh, dictating more and more things. Uh, to control society. I think the green agenda is largely about that uh, and uh, just ordering things all over the place. But the other thing you need to have socialism or Marxism uh, take root uh, is the erosion of religious freedom. There's a reason that our founders put that at the very beginning of the First Amendment about not respecting the establishment of religion or, or forbidding the free exercise thereof. Because if you look at every Marxist society, they're atheists. And why are they atheists? It's because they don't want anything that's higher than the state. The state gets to decide everything uh, and nothing uh, should challenge the authority of the state. But as long as there's a higher power, 
uh, then there's something higher than the state and the people know uh, that they don't have to just meekly follow whatever the state is ordering. So I think those two kind of go hand in hand and I'm very concerned about both. Well, I so agree. Uh, I was, I sponsored, I was a, a president of a group that sponsored an, an event that Bill Barr, Barr spoke at this weekend. That's our former attorney general. And he gave an extraordinary speech that I hope is out there. Uh, he, he, I hope he published it. And, and, and it, in it, he talks about the fact that Christianity has been demonized, of course, as a religion, but he believes that the, the wokeness, that uh, um, secular humanism is, and, or environmentalism, or you name the ism, they've all really morphed into what would normally be called uh, 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 religions. They've got their articles of faith, they've got their bishops, they've got the, the uh, canons of certain things you can believe or not believe if you're to keep the faith. And he thinks that uh, and I'm, I'm oversimplifying, I'm not a lawyer, but he thinks the establishment clause, which prevents the establishment of a, a religion, is actually being violated in our public schools where they're teaching all this wokeism, all this anti-Christianity. Uh, you know, at a major corporation now, if you get out a Bible and start reading at your desk, that's a, that's a firing offense. So they've driven Christianity from the public square or the private square even, yet they're enshrining all these other religions. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, they have this uh, Equality Act, as they call it, that has passed the House and they're trying yeah. to get it passed in the Senate. Uh, yeah. And essentially, you know, this is about advancing the LGBT uh, agenda. And uh, of course, part of that is uh, making sure that you can't have uh, a, a bigoted opinion, you know, which is, you know, anything that's against uh, that particular ideology. So anything that's coming from biblical perspective or other uh, traditional values perspective is going to be deemed uh, hate speech. And there's a specific uh, inclusion, at least in the House bill, uh, that uh, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act does not apply to this legislation. So the fact uh, that you want to freely exercise your, your religious beliefs will not apply uh, to your, your speech and conduct related to those particular issues if it were to become law. Yeah, on the, and on the, along those lines, the, the, the election reforms that they say is, you know, it's now a duty of the U.S. government to combat misinformation about elections. Uh, stop and think about that. Well, that, what you're talking about, what you're, what you're talking about, I, I did a show on this, it's uh, with Frank Gaffney, it's, it's, uh, it's Section 5 of the 1965 Civil Rights Act, which was put in place to prevent the southern states from uh, Jim Crow uh, laws and, and, and actions. And it was very, very successful. But what it did is it gave the Justice Department oversight over those states to make sure that they were doing the right things to provide equal access to vote. It succeeded. 2006, the Supreme Court ruled in, in some way that it, it, that piece disappeared. Now what they're doing with the John Lewis uh, Civil Rights Act is they're bringing Section 5 back in so that the Justice Department, the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department, which is unbelievably radical, would oversee every, every single state's, not just Southern, but every right. single state's uh, election laws in effect federalizing all the elections. And you, know, you couldn't change a polling, a polling, a polling uh, location without the Civil Rights Division uh, checking it off. So one of the most the cases that like set that law are Reno right. versus Bossier Parish, which happens to be right across from where I'm from in Shreveport. And what happened in Bossier Parish is they had uh, 
school board districts and a it's called police jury but it's like a county commission okay so they were the district lines were different so Bozier parish said they're council manic districts of the one parish why don't we just have you know the school board line and the police jury lines be the same both of them had been approved by doj under the pre-clearance you know provisions of the civil rights act but when they changed it to where one, you know, it was only one system, the Justice Department sued the parish with the Supreme Court twice. Well, well, the deal is they know how they've got to know by now how deeply unpopular most of the stuff is that we're talking about. And we've only touched about 5% of Paul's list of horrible, horribles. Oh, they're, 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 they're getting. Yeah, ahead, we had a we had a school board town hall last week. Okay, Rich, you're breaking up a bit. We'll, we'll get you in a better area. I, want, I do want to hear this. I started out by apologizing for a survey that was uh, asking about whether the county is doing enough. Yeah, I saw that. I got that survey, too. Quick. You know, it's funny that you mentioned Brian, public since, education. Since Rich is breaking up, what was this survey? So the survey of, like, are they doing enough to promote uh, uh, racial harmony and so forth? And should they do more of this, more of that? So, right, yeah. right. They, they basically wanted to ask you whether they thought, whether you thought they were doing enough to uh, create equity within the school system. And every answer on the survey, no matter how you answered, gave them the answer that they wanted. That's right. So whether there was no, I disagree, there was only <laughs> yes, or you could do more. Yeah. And when, when they had the when they had the town hall, they had to start off by saying, we don't know where the survey came from. The school administrator, somebody created it. We didn't have any uh, any knowledge of it. And we will be addressing this. So they got pummeled so hard by people in the county that they had to start the town hall meeting by apologizing for it. So people are stepping stepping up and speaking out whether they will be able to do anything because they, they only allotted two minutes at the end of the town hall to address it uh, once they finally got to it in, in depth. But they are getting, they are being heard. So hey, keep, keep talking. Greg, you've got a hard out in a couple of minutes. I want to give you, I think this is going to end up in some, I mean, people are getting really tired of this. They want to change the name of Washington and Lee. Uh, university because George Washington and you know Lee was the head of the Confederate Confederacy of the Army. Maybe that's just symbolic, but there's other much much more fundamental things that are happening. At what point does this tide turn and people push back against it? When people do exactly what Rich was talking about, uh, because most people uh, don't want to spend their <laughs> evenings going to virtual or real school board meetings or city council meetings and when you get them to the point where they are insistent on doing it and they're not going to back down, that's when people are going to uh, fight back. And, and, they're, and, and the people in, in the positions of politics that usually only hear from the left on these things are going to understand that there's a, a very strong opinion on the other side of these things. They just want their kids educated. They just want their businesses to, that they deal with to make products. They just want to be left alone. They don't want politics infused into everything and to be indoctrinated everywhere they turn. So when they start to do that, uh, especially when it's not their natural instinct, I think that is when 
they'll start to get the message, but as long as the culture, the Hollywood, the media, uh, all along, it's going to be hard to prove that there is as much pushback as I think there really is on this, but we'll see. Yeah, well, I think that we're going to end up with uh, some, some things has to, something has to give. I mean, anybody listening or watching to this though, really needs to pay attention, pay attention to the Equality Act and the Voting Rights Acts or the HR1 S1s that they're trying to push through uh, push through uh, the Congress right now because uh, if those are enacted, particularly the Voting Rights Act, we may never see another free election. And it's, it, it's something everybody needs to be uh, uh, calling their congressmen and doing whatever to make sure this does not become law. It looks like they do not have the votes right now to call it off the calendar in the Senate, so. To take it off the calendar or to yeah, get to it through? Call, call it off the calendar and debate it, to bring it to the floor. Okay. Yeah, mansions, mansion as opposed to the current version. So therefore everything's on hold. <laughs> See, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to spend my life worrying about what people in Washington were doing to me. But unfortunately, that's the world we're in right now. Unless you're paying attention, you're going to lose, we're going to lose our freedom. We're going to lose our dignity. We're going to lose our, our property. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's astonishing. It's a five alarm fire. People need to be paying attention. Yeah. So it's, it's funny. I was uh, in a conversation the other day, um, digitally where there's this Indian fellow uh, from India who is criticizing uh, other Indians and someone else steps in and says, oh, that's messed up. You can't say that about, you know, um, you know, Indians and da, 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 da. And he kind of sits there and he goes back and he shoots back and says, what is with you American, you know, white people where you are constantly like in this battle of trying to demean other people for demeaning other people like, i am an indian talking about my people like i can talk about these things and it's like you're just in a competition to see who can make other people feel worse about the way that they're thinking and he says like he, and he just he just went on about how like how toxic that was to everything it's like only uh like americans do this and it's not anywhere else where they they're so concerned about what every other person is thinking about every other person no just, you know, just in other countries they they rate you by your social status if you go to colombia or any south american country they have i uh, forget what they call it now but they have a uh a, a, a thing where it's like your status your stratus yeah i think it's called like stratus one through six in colombia and based on your income you are a stratus one if you're really poor or stratus six if you're really rich or somewhere in between and what you, your electric bill, your taxes, your uh, anything that you pay through the government or anything that you get from the government is determined by that. And it's pretty much public knowledge. Oh, they're a stratus three. Oh, they're a stratus one. So don't let anybody from any other country tell you that they don't segregate people by their by their uh, economic, uh, you know, social and color. They do. They absolutely do. And and. and in South America, it's it's just like anywhere where darker skin, lighter skin, medium skin, they all kind of have these, you know, conflicts and everybody gets along, but there's all still, there's just this little bit of, you know, and it's just, it's it's sad and it's human reality, unfortunately. And, but, but don't let anybody tell you that it's not happening around the world. You're saying something I think is so smart because we get held to, these these international the world community standards 
by the progressive woke community and somehow America is guilty of all yeah. these terrible things and the rest of the international community. Hey, if you're a woman, go try living in um, uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Arabia. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, if you don't think the it gays, is- I can say like gays uh, uh, protesting for Palestine. Throw you off a roof. So we few, we mighty few, we band of brothers. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need to, we need to just, we need to. We, I think we're part of a much, much group, bigger group of people. The seventy-five million people who voted for Trump, and I think there are a lot of other people that have joined in, given how uh, egregious Biden's agenda um, is. Uh, anybody? Final word? Anybody? I think that uh, you're you're seeing a uh, a lot of it's just done to repudiate and uh, you know Trump right, but a lot of what they're doing is really damaging. They really think that they can control the weather, you know, uh, you know the, what you know our ability to get and distribute energy that they can just control it. They can just say it won't be that anymore. It'll now be this, and it'll happen. They are operating on some very dangerous. Uh, assumptions and that you, you, we need to watch very dangerous time in the world. Okay, guys, thanks to be continued. I think we'll probably erupt every time we get together on the phone. Then we'll, we'll <laughs> there's going to be a lot of audibles in this, in this series. <laughs> Greg, you good? Yes, sir. Okay. All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll talk, uh, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Bill. Thanks all for listening and Thanks, watching, Jeff. and uh, we'll be back with, uh, with more of the same. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Want more? Click the subscribe button or head over to thebillwaltonshow.com to choose from over 100 episodes. You can also learn more about our guest on our Interesting People page. And send us your comments. We read everyone, and your thoughts help us guide the show. If it's easier for you to listen, check out our podcast page and subscribe there. In return, we'll keep you informed about what's true, what's right, and what's next. Thanks for joining.